With a focus on physical, mental, and social health, the UCS Wellness Podcast is dedicated to sharing informative conversations with the UCS community and beyond. Welcome to Utica Community Schools Wellness Podcast. My name is Katherine Livingston. I am a Utica Community School High School Counselor, and I will be your host for today's podcast. Today, we have Dennis Leggio, who's going to speak to us on the topic of youth mental health and suicide prevention awareness. Our conversation with Dennis today is being done through Zoom. Welcome, Dennis. Thank you, Catherine. Thanks for having me. Oh, we're glad to have you. So can you please tell us a little about yourself and the organization that you have in Macomb County? Sure. Uh, My organization is called No Resolve, and uh, we are a local 501c3 nonprofit. I started the organization in 2007 to raise awareness uh, about suicide because I lost my father to suicide as a teenager, and I wanted to do something to bring this topic to, to light that is often kept in the darkness. Tell me about the outreach. Outreach is going into the schools and um, sharing my story, talking about the the resources available to teens, spreading the message to never keep thoughts of suicide a secret, and to um, to find some way to express yourself. That's primarily the outreach, but we also go into different community organizations, Kiwanis organizations, community service, right? Community service organizations. So going out, educating them about our mission and about uh, mental health and suicide prevention at large. So you're not just educating the students, you're educating the whole community. That's correct. You're educating the adults in the community about suicide and youth suicide prevention awareness so they can have an impact as well as you do on our youth and hopefully breaking that stigma of talking about suicide. Absolutely. Very good. So how did you start? Where was your first audience? Who did you feel you needed to reach out to first? Well, at the time, uh, I was in a band and I had written one, one of our songs was about the loss of my father. And, and that song actually was the catalyst for starting the organization. Um, I got an invitation to perform it at one of the local survivors of suicide loss group meetings. And that was that was kind of the moment where I decided there's a lot of other people that are going through this out there feeling the same things. And, um, I, want to, I want to start talking about it. I think things are a little bit, we've, we've made some progress over the past 15 years for sure. Uh, but back then it was something that very few people were comfortable talking about. And I wanted to be a part of a conversation that changed that. So I got some friends and family together. We formed our 501c3. And the intent back then was to just have a once a year event, um, a concert benefit dinner to raise awareness about the issue. And uh, we we brought a bunch of musicians and bands together. We rented out the Mirage and, and uh, we had ourselves we had ourselves a little party to raise some money and raise awareness. From there, I started getting phone calls from local school counselors asking if I could bring my guitar in 
and play the song and talk about my experience and talk to the kids about suicide and suicide prevention. Uh, it grew very quickly from there. And within a couple of years, um, it was my full-time gig. And here we are today. That's great. Well, I know it's an important topic to discuss with our youth because I know suicide is the second leading cause of death for 15 to 34 year olds. And it's the third leading cause of death for 10 to 14 year olds. So, Dennis, what can you tell parents to be looking for in regards to their children and in regards if they might be suicidal? Because I know I hear a lot of times parents are saying, oh, it's just a phase. Oh, they'll get over it. What message or what information can you give our parents? There's a lot of phases uh, that that we go through as human beings and adolescents, but I'm told by, by the professionals that, uh, which I am not to clarify, I'm, I'm lived experience. But the the baseline number for suicidal thoughts is zero. Uh, as a person who's who's had chronic suicidal ideation uh, for the for the better part of my life, uh, that was surprising to me. I thought, oh my god! I mean, everybody thinks about this, right? I was surprised to find out not. Um, take anything seriously. If they're talking about it, if they're joking about it, if they're threatening to do it, um, any of those are huge indicators that, that something might be going on and why take, why take a chance that it's a phase. Um, you talk about warning signs, you know, isolation, uh, withdrawing from friends, family, favorite activities, things they used to love to do. Mood swings, outbursts, and part of that is just being a teenager too, which is hard to to decipher some of this stuff. But it's like a bunch of puzzle pieces. You put all of that together, it generally indicates that somebody is going through a very difficult time, if not a crisis. Uh, but the biggest the biggest thing I think you're looking out for is um, a change in personality, a dramatic change in that teen's overall personality. Um, it's, and it's, then it's time to start having conversations and validating their feelings. Probably the most important thing. That's true. Validating their feelings, because I know many times our youth are telling us in the schools that no one understands them. No one listens to their feelings. And I believe it's really important that we start doing that. When a parent has more questions, when they're concerned about their child, or I should say their student, you don't call the shed, you don't call no resolve. Where should they turn to? Because I know your agency or your your group is not there as a crisis place. Where should parents go to? Uh, great question, and thanks for clarifying that, Catherine. Yes, we we do not. Uh, we are essentially an art house, right? In in these expressive art activities, though they are facilitated by licensed therapists and psychology students, um, we are not providing direct mental health care services. This is more about the expressive arts, as as mentioned. So, uh, if they are worried, if they are concerned, uh, I would I would start with the Macomb County Crisis. Crisis Center, um, 586-307-9100, if I recall correctly. And uh, of course, the 24-hour 
365 days a year, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. They can also text, I believe it's hello or start to 741741. And these are three crisis services. Now, that's where I would recommend you start because you can talk to somebody about what's going on. You can be provided direct referrals to resources in your community. Um, You can also ask them to make a a third party dial back. Uh, And all of this is it's anonymous. Um, So it's not just a resource for parents. It's a resource for teens that are dealing with these thoughts themselves. It's a resource for teens who have friends that are dealing with these thoughts. And I think um, if I can expand on that quickly, that's an important note to make. Um, If you've got a friend that's going through this stuff, I know, I know how much trust is an important thing in, in keeping secrets and, and being loyal to your friend. But this is not a weight you want to carry on your own. And if things go south, uh, you, you don't want to carry that with you for the rest of your life. So, um, I, I tell the same thing to kids who are feeling suicidal as well as kids who know someone who is feeling suicidal, tell someone, go get help. Talk to an adult that you trust, text the crisis chat line, call the suicide prevention lifeline. You got to tell someone you can't keep this stuff a secret. So it's like break a secret, save a life. Break a secret, save a life. Absolutely. And all these numbers that you gave are very resourceful and they will be shared in our show notes at the end of this podcast so families can access them. So tell me about your interaction with our youth and what do you do when you go to their schools? What are you actually doing? I know you say you play your guitar and you speak to them, but what message are you getting out to them? I think the core messages are to never keep thoughts of suicide a secret, Um, you know, to reach out and and talk to someone you trust, Um, an adult that you trust, a counselor, a teacher a family member, a family friend, um, because saying those words out loud is often the very first step. And I know that from experience, just being able to say out loud to someone, yes, I'm thinking about killing myself is a huge relief because you've been carrying that around keeping it bottled up and um, not only trying to carry that weight by yourself, but also feeling shame about it. Um, and, and so talking about it is the first step. I, I have always believed that. I believe that still that leads to that leads you on the path to healing. For me, it was writing that song. You know, that, that was my first step in, in vocalizing some of this stuff. So talking about it is a core message. And then another core message is finding some creative way to express yourself, because I believe that is how we transcend our pain, our grief, our trauma, our loss is through art. And I know that's true. And I know you've come to Utica schools. You come on a yearly basis to our high schools and present to our youth. And I know our youth are really in touch with the message that you give out to them. But you said with creativity and with arts, 
I've heard that you have some other programs going on at No Resolve for our youth. Can you elaborate on those? Sure. We are getting ready to open the doors again at the shed uh, for in-person programming. That's our after-school activity center in Shelby Township. And all of the programming in the shed is built around that expressive arts framework. And expressive arts is exactly what it sounds like. It is using any form of uh, artistic medium, visual arts, dance, movement, drama, um, any, any medium, any modality to express yourself. It's not about creating an end product or perfecting a technique uh, to become a quote unquote artist. It's about expressing your emotions. It's it's about connecting with yourself. Um, and it it is about finding healing and hope. So all of the programming in the shed is is centered around that expressive art concept. And we are also taking that concept, expanding it further in an attempt to to meet kids where they are and uh, launching a program called Detour Project, which will be an expressive arts program delivered through the schools. That sounds exciting. So Dennis, tell me, how did it start and who started it with you? The Shed uh, was born out of, uh, again, a uh, a meeting with youth. We we got together uh, with four teens who had been dealing with depression and anxiety, mental health issues, in and out of hospitalizations. And we asked them a simple question. We wanted to create, a, at the time, a support group for teens that were dealing with suicidal ideation, depression, anxiety. And so we asked them what a group like that might look like. And we had a little brainstorming session and what what ended up coming out of that was the idea for the shed. They didn't want a support group. They wanted a space. They wanted a space to call their own and they wanted that space to be non-clinical. They had had enough of that. And I'm not discounting that. Neither were they. It's an important part of the process not always easy to access and doesn't fulfill the existential part of some of this stuff, depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. suicidal thoughts. They wanted a place to express themselves, Catherine. And, and um, then we spent a few more weeks with them developing the concept. They came up with the name shed because uh, one of them had a shed in their backyard and that's where they would congregate to talk about life. And so that's where the name came from. Then we started fundraising. Perfect. And so how did you find your location and how did you set it up? I mean, who gave you the ideas of what to have inside this building? Uh, found the location. I knew I wanted to be central to the big districts in in the area. You know, you got Henry Ford, you've got Utica, you've got Eisenhower, you've got Chippewa, you've got Dakota. And we wanted to kind of be smack dab in the center and, and build a place that any of those teens could access. So that's why we picked 23 and Shane are pretty central to to all of that. And as far as how the space looks, uh, that's all the kids. You know, we had our our youth advisory council involved with that from the start. We let them set it up the way that they want it to be, because I'll state it again. It's uh, youth voices first, front and center. So what's inside the shed? Give us a a vision of what 
it looks like? What could a student expect and what could a parent expect their child to walk into? It is a warehouse. It's a big open space. And uh, we've got foosball. We've got ping pong. We've got pool. We've got bags. We've got a stage. We got couches. We got art supplies. It's a big, open, cool warehouse space. And how's it decorated? How's it painted? Who came up with all these ideas of how to paint it or what to do inside? That's all the kids. You know, there's a mural on one wall. The rest of the walls are painted black with different color stripes on top, kind of like the shed logo, a work in progress as it will always be uh, because they're constantly adding to it. But yeah, it's um, it's all the kids. And what what are some activities they've already done there before the pandemic? Before the pandemic, we had we actually had a little bit of a a hard time figuring out what programming was going to look like because they had written a bunch of ideas on a whiteboard, things they wanted to see and do at the shed. You know, we had some pet days. Uh, We we had a lot of free days where they just kind of came in, hung out, played games. But I think everybody was feeling like we could do a little bit more structure as far as the programming and activities goes. And uh, once the pandemic hit and we had to shut down in-person programming, uh, that forced us to figure out what an activity would look like so that we could do it virtually. And going back to the original four teens who are now, of course, in their late 20s, from day one, they wanted it to be an art space. So it was a a return to form in, in that sense, going back to the original vision for the create and connect part. So Dennis, you said an art space. Can you give us examples of what you mean by art? Because I, as a counselor and working in a school, I know I can elaborate on art, but I think some parents might just think it's painting, coloring, ceramics. Can you elaborate more? Because I know there's more behind that word art expression. Yeah, it's all of those things and more, Catherine. So as I as I mentioned before, expressive arts is all about self-expression through any form of creativity. So we try to incorporate all of that into our workshops. So those workshops will be a variety of workshops, even like meditation and wellness. Yeah, meditation is often part of of the workshop, especially in the beginning once you're getting started. And as you know, uh, the act of creating in itself is very meditative. I, I can run through an activity with you today as an example. In fact, um, this is the one we'll be doing today. This is an absurd collage, and uh, we're going to ask the kids to pull five to 10 faces out of a magazine, cut out the eyes, nose, ears, mouths, reassemble those facial parts into an entirely different face, create a bizarre body collage using five to 10 different bodies out of a magazine, reassemble the body parts and clothes into an entirely different figure, create a funny word poem using bizarre combinations of words, Invite your group to create a strange or funny word poem using words from a magazine that trigger a strong emotional response. Ask each of your group members to share their collages with the group and share how the creative process felt for them. 
promotes the expressive ease of non-rational thinking and elicits a wide variety of emotional responses through the permission to be weird, odd, and absurd. That is amazing. I want to come to the group. (laughs) I want to come. It is amazing. I just can't wait for our youth to start participating in these programs. So that's part of the expressive arts and that comes under the detour project. That comes under the detour project that comes under the shed. So the distinction there is really detour project is delivered through and at the schools. Okay. And the shed uh, does many of the same activities, but everything we do in the space is under that expressive arts umbrella. So a student can get involved at school through a detour project if their school has that group. And if not, they can go to the shed or they can do both, correct? That's absolutely right. Yep. That is fantastic. We're giving them many opportunities to express themselves. Yeah, for sure. To express themselves, to to connect with other kids in in a deep and meaningful way that doesn't feel forced, that doesn't feel clinical and circling back to the original notion, a fun way to relieve stress. Absolutely. How do students get involved with the shed? Uh, They can go to shedteens.org and fill out a short application form and we'll be in touch. Very simple. That is very simple. So let's go a little back to the shed. So a student wants to become involved in the shed. They fill out the application and then they're contacted on when to come. How do they find out about all the activities that are going on? Yeah, they'll be added to an email and text broadcast list where we will send out weekly reminders about what's happening with programs and activities at the shed. Uh, We will also be broadcasting that through our social media channels and asking our student ambassadors to promote the activities uh, through their social media channels and the schools that they attend. That sounds great. Can you elaborate a little more on the detour project? You said it's going to be shared out into the schools. How's that going to be done? Uh, That is going to be done by recruiting uh, a a school staff member, preferably and hopefully a, a counselor like yourself and a couple of teens to start a student group. Uh, That student group will be Detour Project. That's the name of it. Uh, From there, we provide training, materials, supplies for the staff facilitator and the students to lead these expressive art workshops right inside the school a couple of times a month, either during school or after school, whatever works best for, for the school itself. That sounds really exciting. And I do believe a lot of youth will want to be involved in that because I know creativity and just the ability to express yourself in a different manner rather than speaking is really important to our youth. Yeah. And and frankly, anybody, I mean, finding your voice and, and a way to express some of this stuff is hugely empowering. That's true. That's totally true. Is there anything else you would like to share with us regarding the shed, the detour project or no resolve? Do you have any events coming up that we should be aware of that maybe parents can get involved with or anything like that? 
Yeah, I would ask people to go to noresolve.org. That's K-N-O-W-R-E-S-O-L-V-E.org. You can sign up for our email newsletter. You can follow us on social media. And that's where you can keep up on everything that we're doing, events that we're having in the community, um, and as well as get connected to more information about The Shed and about Detour Project. Well, that's great, Dennis. You're doing a great job with our youth and getting that message out and trying to break the stigma on youth suicide prevention awareness. It's important that we start talking about that and we start talking about our youth, our youth's mental health. So I want to thank you for being here with us today and thank you for having a wonderful program right within our own community for our youth to access and hopefully. And we hope to see you down the road. Thank you, Catherine. Hey, can I add one more little side story anecdote? Absolutely. You um, you started the very first No Resolve School Club. Uh, how long ago was that? We started it at Henry Ford High School. I am going to say it was about mm, 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago. With our first that group. That was what I was going to guess as well. Yeah. And if you remember, we had at that first meeting, we had what, 50, 50 ninth graders? We had 50 ninth graders who were interested and wanted to get this message out. And that group is still running now, but we're switching over to being more like the detour project. We're switching over to follow the path that you're using. Right. And and at that meeting, we asked these 50 kids a simple question. Do you remember this? Oh, I can't remember that. We asked them so many questions. What was that first simple one? This changed the course of No Resolve forever. I will never forget it. Uh, we asked those 59th graders why they thought kids considered suicide. Do you remember what we expected to hear? We expected to hear depression and bullying and all of the all of the usual suspects, right? What we heard from the vast majority was stress. Yes. We did. It was stress. And that blew my mind and that started me on a course of of different thought. These kids have to have their entire lives, careers, colleges, all of that stuff figured out by the time they're 14 years old. Absolutely. <laughs> the, the pressure they face in school, the pressure they face at home, it's nuts. It's nuts. I don't ever remember being in that position at that age. Now, compound that by this pandemic mm -hmm. and everything that we have all been through over the last two years, there's nothing normal, natural or healthy about what we have been through. So compound that stress they're already feeling by a hundred thousand. And this is the idea behind the shed and behind the detour project. When we asked these kids what they wanted, Catherine, yep. through these programs, they wanted fun. They did. And that is what you're giving them. And I'm glad they're the ones that gave you that idea to go in a different route. I know you've been involved with Utica Community School since you started 
no resolve because we had you coming back in 2007. And I have to say, you have been an impact on our youth. And I'm so glad that our school district collaborates with you and works with you because we are making a difference in our youth's lives. I I am extremely grateful and uh, would, would like to add that these kids have impacted me probably more than I could impact them. So keeping youth voices front and center in everything we do is number one. Well, thank you, Dennis. Thank you for all you do. And thank you for bringing the shed within our community. Yeah, of course. It's a pleasure. And thank you for helping me get the word out about it and working with me. And of course, uh, I'm excited to see what's coming. It's going to be a good year. I am too. I think we'll have a fantastic year. And hopefully we'll bring you back in the future and you can tell us on how everything has transpired. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you, Dennis, for being our guest today. And thank you for sharing everything about No Resolve, The Shed, and The Detour Project. But most importantly, thank you for impacting our youth and trying to break the stigma of youth suicide. I also would like to thank you, the listeners, for listening today and for taking time to hear this important message. And we hope you will come back and visit us with our future podcasts. The UCS Wellness Podcast is a resource created by Utica Community Schools, the second largest K-12 school district in Michigan, located in Macomb County. Thank you for listening. As always, you can head over to our UCS Wellness Podcast page at uticak12.org slash wellnesspodcast. From there, you can subscribe to the show and find all the links and resources discussed in this episode in the show notes. If you enjoyed this resource, please consider leaving a rating and review. And be sure to recommend the UCS Wellness Podcast to friends and family. For more about UCS Wellness, you can visit uticak12.org slash UCS underscore wellness. Thank you again for joining us. From all of us here at Utica Community Schools, be well.